Private dining is such a powerful revenue stream for all restaurants, especially independent restaurants. If you do not have a private dining uh, program up in your restaurant, I want to show you a very easy way to get it up and running, and it can be a really significant revenue stream. Today, I'm chatting with Jonathan Morse. He's the uh, CEO and co-founder of a piece of software called Triple C. You're going to recognize them because they were a sponsor of this show. They are a sponsor because I think they are the very best in the industry. We get into, yes, talking about the software, but really about how you get started uh, with private dining and how you can really make an impact in your restaurant. All of that, tons of insights on today's episode of Restaurant Street strategy. There's an old saying that goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a podcast with answers for anyone who's looking. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close, and this is Restaurant Strategy, a podcast dedicated solely to helping you build a more profitable restaurant. Each week, I leverage my 20 plus years in the industry to help you build that more profitable and more sustainable business. I also work directly with owners and operators all over the world through my P3 Mastermind program. Currently, we've got more than 100 people enrolled in the program spread across three different mastermind groups. The program works if you've got a successful restaurant doing over a million dollars a year, you've been open at least a year, but you're struggling to generate consistent, predictable 20% profits, then please get in touch. Set up a free strategy session with me or someone from my team. Visit restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule. We'll learn more about you and your restaurant. You'll learn more about the program. Ask questions about the program. Let's see if you're a good fit for the program. If we we both feel like you're a good fit. We'll talk about the next steps and we'll go from there. Again, best way to get started is to visit restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule. And yes, you'll find that link in the show notes. Now, we all know managing costs is one of the most important parts of running a profitable restaurant, especially now. But between fluctuating vendor prices, waste, labor, and the never-ending list of tasks that demand your attention on a daily basis, it can be challenging for even the most experienced of us to manage costs well. That's where Margin Edge comes in. Margin Edge is a complete restaurant management software that automatically uses data from your POS and invoices to show you your food and labor costs in real time. Don't wait until it's too late. Margin Edge gives you tools to make decisions in the moment, like a daily P&L, price alerts on key ingredients, and real-time plate costs, all without ever having to touch a spreadsheet. Take control of your costs, work more efficiently, and be more profitable. Learn more at marginedge.com slash chip, and yes, you'll find that link in the show notes. So as I said at the top, my guest on today's show is Jonathan Morse. He is the founder and CEO of Triple Seat. It's a powerful piece of software uh, that you might recognize because they are sponsors of this show. They are sponsors uh, because I believe they are the best uh, software out there to do uh, what they do, uh, specifically when we're talking about um, driving more private dining business. This is something I'm really passionate about. It's something that Jonathan is really passionate about, and I can't wait to get into it. Uh, Jonathan, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for having me. Glad to be here. My my pleasure. So let's go back to the beginning. Um, do you come from the restaurant side or you come from the software side? How, how did you, how'd you get into this crazy uh, industry? Yeah, I come from the restaurant side. So um, way back in the day uh, when I was in my teens, I worked at a I worked at a bar as a busboy and kind of got the bug from there. 
Um, and then after graduating uh, college, um, I jumped right back in at, at, at the hotels. I worked for Marriott and Starwood and then switched over to restaurants when I worked for a, a fairly large restaurant group here in Boston. And then jumped back into hotels as as a, um, uh, a national salesperson for group businesses again for for Starwood Hotels. Um, and how I wound up in technology is I was looking. This is back in the '90s, so I was looking for a solution that helped me uh, book uh, group business um, for the city of Boston. So I had to call a bunch of hotels to get occupancy. And I was looking for software that I could see different occupancies for different hotels without having to call each one. Um, and I found a company that could do it and they ended up hiring me instead of me, um, purchasing their software. So that's how I kind of jumped over and got involved with software, but it was specifically software for the hospitality industry. So I, I was a, a salesperson for this company, but I was also um, a salesperson for business intelligence um, data uh, for, for, for restaurants before I started Triple Seed. So I have experience both on the hospitality side and on technology for hospitality. I love it. And when we talk about hospitality, um, we sort of lump them all together, but you sort of said you bounce back and forth because the restaurants and hotels are very different sides of hospitality. And I think there are things that restaurants do uh, better than hotels. I think there are a lot of things that hotels do better than restaurants. And uh, I myself have gone back and forth over the course of my operational uh, career uh, where I learned a lot and I pulled a lot from those two different worlds. Um, so I'm sure that that led you to um, <laughs> to tons of insights there. And I think it's interesting. You go to scratch your own itch and you find a piece of software that's going to help you do something. Uh, and they poach you and say, hey, you seem really passionate about this. Right. Uh, come come, come, sell it for us. Um, talk to me about that jump then. Uh, let me back up, I guess, and say before we get into how you start at Triple C, and I, and I want to get into all of all of that, but tell everybody what Triple Seat is. I'm sure many of them already know it, but what is Triple Seat? Why did you create it? When did you create it? And then there's a lot of questions I'm going to have from there. Yeah, sure, sure. So Triple Seat is a sales and event management application that helps restaurants, hotels, and unique venues um, with their private dining business. It streamlines the planning process and also increases their sales and their bookings. And how right. I got, so how, you know, the short story of how I got involved in it and how I, why I started it is um, it really came from a bad event that I was hosting. Um, I was doing, an, uh, when I was a VP of sales for that business intelligence company I was telling you about, I did a customer dinner um, in Chicago. I'm not going to tell you the restaurant because they're a customer now. But the, uh, <laughs> the, um, we, I was doing an event. I was planning it with the event manager. Um, we spent about a month on the planning process, you know, back and forth with emails and phone calls. And then come time of the event, um, nothing that we talked about actually came to fruition. It was it was bizarre. So um, after the event, I, I went up to her and I said, hey, you know, what happened? They're like, we've been talking for a month and nothing happened. What we talked about. And she told me that uh, <laughs> she was honest, that she lost the paperwork. And I was like, holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, 
holy cow, how did, how did you lose the, what do you mean paperwork? I'm like, why aren't you using software? Like why, aren't you, like hotels have been using software at that time for about 10 years. Um, I said, right. why aren't you using software? And she told me, she's like, nobody uses software. Uh, everybody's pen and paper. And, and the reason being is that the software that was out there um, is complicated, expensive, not really geared towards restaurants, mostly geared towards hotels. And they couldn't use like 80% of it. Um, and I was like, that's, that's got to be nuts. That's nuts. And so I called a bunch of my customers uh, who were restaurants and I said, hey, listen, how do you do your rents? And they were all, all told me paper and pen. As a matter of fact, they were super proud of it. They were like, they were showing me their three ring binders in like January, February, March, oh, yeah. April. And, <laughs> and they're, and they're like 20 tab Excel spreadsheets that they were using. And the contracts that they had to like, oh, I just got to delete this person's name and put this new person's name in it. And I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is riddled with, with problems. Um, so I, I came from that background with hotels and restaurants. And I was just like, so I started triple seat as a way to like help. I was just like this, I, it, it hurt my heart. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I was running private events for a restaurant, I'd say eight, nine years ago. And it was, I don't know, seven years ago, six years ago. It was somewhere along the lines where I first got wind of, triple seat it was it was probably it was closer to the pandemic so it was probably like 18 19 mm -hmm. and i was one of those people who was so proud of my clipboard system my binder system the beos yeah. that uh the beo templates that i used and, and on the shared drive and how i could basically like automatically forward them to all the departments that it was i was so proud of my um of my my uh, analog the, the system process. that yeah. i had in place yeah so two things that i want to point out to the audience here Number one, when we're talking about driving top line revenue, catering and private dining is the biggest bang for the buck because you're not right. This is <laughs> I come from the world of theater. I've got my undergrad degree in theater. This is something that Broadway shows learn early on. Man, if we can sell buses, right, if we can sell group sales, That's even it. if we take 30 percent, 40 percent off the ticket price. We're selling them, right? How many fit on a coach bus? 42 people. Yeah. We're selling them 42 at a time. Who cares? Like, it's just one person selling 84 tickets. Fill two buses of, uh, of, of people from the, uh, the assisted living. Like, man, we just, we're, we're filling our theater that much more quickly. And when you got to fill eight shows times 1,400 seats, man, you, you really need to, you really got to count on some buses. Same thing is true when it comes to private dining and uh, and catering. You make money not at you know fifty bucks at a time or a hundred bucks at a time. You're making thousands or tens of thousands of dollars every event you book. So it makes a lot of sense to have um, to have that as a revenue stream in your restaurant. Obviously, you recognize that. Obviously, coming from the hotel side, hotels live and die by their events departments. Um, you can probably speak to that better than even I could. The other thing that I wanted to say, right? Number one, it's a really good idea. That's why I wanted to have this conversation with you. Number two, it's a really good idea to have a really good system because the, the and your story sort of outlines this. The struggle with events is that you've got to communicate internally and externally. And there are so many different departments that need to know, right? So if a private event manager or a private dining director or sales director is selling the events, 
Then we got to communicate to back of house what they have to order, what they have to prepare, what they have to be serving. You want to um, you have to coordinate with the uh, front of house so they know who to schedule, how to schedule for that uh, night, what has to be ordered as far as rentals, whether it's glassware, tables, linens, things like that. And then on top of that, on the other side, externally with the host and making sure that there's alignment and that we're really clear on the expectations just to make sure this is what you're telling me you want. Great. It's all in writing. And now it's being communicated out to everywhere. And uh, sometimes the binders and the uh, and the, uh, the the Excel templates just don't cut it. So talk to me about then specifically what Triple Seat does to ease all of that, because I think that's one of the, the those two things, right? How to drive more sales and how to be more organized um, with your communications. Is that fair? Is there something I yeah. missed there? Yeah, I'll add another layer to it is um, you're also the salesperson, right? You, everything you just described it talks about after the sale. Um, but you're also the person who makes the sale. So a lot of the event managers reap what they sow. And um, they have no support staff with them. It's, it's, they're it. And uh, what happens is they can't handle the leads that come in. Um, they can't get back to them in a timely fashion. Um, those details get lost because when somebody reaches out and says, hey, listen, I want to do a, a bridal shower, a corporate event. Um, but that's all the information they give you, right? They, like they give you the date, yep. but they don't tell you how many people. They don't tell you what their budget is. They don't tell you anything. And you, you got to juggle the dates, too. So it's like everybody wants a Friday or a Saturday. Um, nobody wants to spend what they're supposed to like has a budget or or can afford yep. you. Um, so you spend half your time negotiating dates and times and, and, and budgets and your other half of the time planning everything that you just described. So it, it's, so what we went out to do is, is kind of tackle all of that in, in one bite. Um, so there, there's two sides of the software, which is one side of the software is actually, you know, handling those leads and being able to communicate back and being able to get back um, to the customer as soon as possible. When I was doing hotels, um, we had a saying that said, first one in wins. And 100%. It's still true today, but we had, back then we had 24 hours, right? So we would get a lead and you had about 24 hours to get in there. Um, now and, tell me if, and tell me if I'm wrong. Now it's much, it's much less than 24 you, hours. You probably got a minute. <laughs> Right, <laughs> because the internet they're not only reaching out to you they're reaching out to everybody um so yeah. you know you got to imagine that you know they're reaching out to at least five to six different restaurants in your general area um yep. so it went from 24 hours you know maybe about six or seven years ago it went to an hour and now it's down to like seconds and so what we went to do is is tackle that and the first part of that is like when somebody puts a, a lead on your website they're actually filling out a form that's attached to triple seat so that lead goes directly into triple seat but it also goes directly to you as an email and then from there you can from the email you don't have to go into triple seat you can respond right away um and we actually with our, not to be too much of a commercial, but we also added a, uh, a new product called Triple Seat Direct, which allows the person to bypass the event manager altogether and book their own event. 
right? So they can pick their date, their time, their menu, yep. and, and submit. Yep. And if you don't have the dates or the time, it won't show. Um, and if they don't hit your minimums, they can't book through it. So, but that's on the side. So we reduced it down to zero seconds. But I love for, that. Those, for those who don't have Triple C Direct, um, what Triple C will do is like, you'll get that email right away. And, and Triple C will respond for you with any message that you want to say, saying something like, hey, I got your... I got your information. I'm going to, uh, I'll email you or I'll contact you in lickety splickety. Because if, <laughs> if, if they don't, if the consumer doesn't get some kind of response back, they're going to make the assumption you didn't get it. Right. That's just yep. the world we live yep. in. Um, and they don't want a phone call, by the way, because they don't want to use their phone. Uh, so it's a real challenge. So let me let me just pause right let me just pause right there yeah. because the best ways that I've utilized triple seat are in combination with some of these human touches because I firmly believe that as soon as it hits the inbox, you pick up the phone. This right. is how I've always operated. This is how I train people. And you call, and even if you leave a voicemail, you're saying Hi, my name's Chip. I'm just calling from Restaurant XYZ. I just got your inquiry. Love to chat with you. Listen, check your inbox because I'm going to reply, send you some more information, send you some questions there in case that's a better way of doing it, uh, in case that's a better way of reaching out to you. You hang up the phone and you send the response right away. So basically you've responded two different ways right away, which is the power of what Triple C allows you to do. Right, but that's that's a good practice and I'm not saying don't do that. But if you're getting, but if you're, a lot of event managers aren't just event managers they are also working the floor sure. or if they're just if they are just the event manager, they might be doing like an event. So they can't call right away. They're like, but triple C can. So the first touch to your point, the first touch can come from triple C, but it looks that like automation and it will, and it will say, hey, listen, I got your information. I got it. And I'm going to contact you ASAP. Um, and ASAP can be via email. It can be a phone call. It can be smoke signals. Um, <laughs> the point being here is that you want a, a response to go right back to the person who filled out that form. Um, I totally and, agree. And if you're using just like an email form or something like you're getting off of like a Google form or something like that, it doesn't auto respond. Um, it's, it's just goes, the consumer feels like that lead, that information that they just filled out went into the ether, right? Like they don't know that yep. you got it, but they're trying to plan an event. So they, they're going to move on. Um, yep. so th that's the first part of triple seed is really the, um, the sales part of it, capturing the lead, getting those people's information, um, and then being able to respond back in a real timely fashion. The second half. The second habit is what you described earlier, which is, okay, now I booked it, right? But you have to have a calendar and you have to be able to um, manipulate dates. When I was doing sales, that's all I was doing. It wasn't selling the property. People already reached out and they want to come to the property. I didn't have to sell them the property. Um, but I did have to sell them dates because I never had the dates that they wanted, right? And everybody yeah. wanted the same date. So I had to do a lot of time selling the different dates and the other part of my job was kind of working with their budget because their budget was never what <laughs> what the room was worth. Um, That's like, right. 
like we want water and french fries and i'm like no no the minimum like twenty thousand dollars that's not gonna work <laughs> out for you um but yeah. if you want to do it like on a monday in the afternoon i'll give you water and french fries um so the you have to working within triple c you can see all your businesses all your events that are happening on that day and i'll add a a, a, a third layer of complexity is um let's say you don't have the date um, or they don't have the budget, but you have a second restaurant. You don't want to make them call the other restaurant, right? You can say, hey, listen, yeah. I don't have the dates, but I have a sister restaurant that's just up the road or maybe in this general area. Um, they have the dates. So while you have them on the phone or in front of you, you can book the other restaurant, right? So you can cross book if you have more than one restaurant. Um, yep. So you're not, like you know the old car uh car salesman cliche which is uh, if they walked on the lot don't let them walk off the lot um, yep so if you have more than one location you can book other locations because it's it's web-based right so you can see all your properties and all the space and and book it from there and what we're seeing is right now with uh, restaurant owners that have more than one restaurant, they, they book centrally. They have like one person who does all the booking and they book sure. all the properties. And then that property, once it's booked, they take over the planning part. So they kind of have like a dedicated salesperson for multiple properties. And then they have the event manager in those properties detailing that event. Yep. Yep. I mean, it has to do with sales and coordination. I was the best. Uh, events department I ever worked at was at a hotel and there were uh, there was a sales director who sold the hell out of the rooms. And then the beginning, there was one. By the end, there were three coordinators who just ran the event. So the sales director literally never left, never left the office, sometimes to go show a space or whatever. Right. But for the most part, her value was really just on the phone, closing deals, never being far from her email or her phone. And the coordinators really facilitated, made sure um, it was a really great um uh, you know, baton passing there. Right. At its heart, the this piece of software is really uh, a CRM, which is um, mm -hmm. which is really the most important piece to it, because you want to know who your leads, you know, who your contacts are, who your leads are, you know, so that inbounds you can close, I don't know, 90, 95 percent of them, whether it's um, in that venue or another venue on the date that re uh, requested or another date. Um, and then understanding who your people are so you can reach out in the future. I always say that uh, the best departments, the best private dining departments that I ever saw and worked with, um, the majority of the uh, the sales actually came from outbound. So that there's a certain amount of inbound that comes in naturally, but then being able to go out, strike out, find new business um, ends up being a really powerful piece of the business because we ultimately have more agency um, can't affect when the phone rings or when an email comes in, but we can go out, um, network, uh, build relationships and all of that. And at its heart, Triple Seat then becomes a CRM to help maintain uh, all of those relationships as well. Fair? Yeah, I, I have a great story on that. So in, we started Triple Seat around 2009. It was probably the worst time you could probably start a software company because that was during the, the whole crash. But what was interesting in 2009 is, is that... Um, the event business went in the toilet, right? So all these owners went to uh, these event managers and said, hey, listen, where's the business? What's, what's going on? 
And like, you got to go out there and call and reach out to them. Let's get the business back in. But all the information was stuck in a notebook. So they're pulling out January and typing it into an Excel spreadsheet. And then they're pulling out February, yep. the same thing, because it was all on paper. So you really couldn't do any kind of outbound marketing because it was all stuck on like, they were reaching through the drawers and trying to open up their file cabinets and looking at business from, you know, 2001. And um, with, with Triple Seat, it's all there. It's all in, as you said, it's a CRM, Customer Relationship Management Software. It's, a, in a, it's in the CRM. So you know what companies have booked with you, what people in those companies booked with you. And with just a couple clicks, you can put all that into an Excel spreadsheet. You can do outbound marketing, do email, phone calls, you name it. So um, that definitely especially in 2020 really helped restaurants because obviously you weren't going to do an event in 2020, but we were, they were moving events. They were moving events into 2021 or people were still getting yep. married. Right. So yep. we were just getting married in 22, right. Or in 21. So you had to reach out to these people and say, Hey, listen, we're still doing events. And Oh, by the way, if you don't want to come in the restaurant, We'll do catering. We'll come to you. Um, but it was all done through outbound marketing out of the CRM. So, again, and I've said this before um, uh, about other guests who I've had on the show, and you and I were talking about this before we hit record. Um, I think the unique uh, value that you provide uh, the listeners of the show is that uh, not only your experience and your expertise in the field, uh, not only your expertise about this piece of software, but more than that, I think it's your ability to peek behind the curtain of thousands. And th I mean, you said there are tens of thousands of restaurants currently using triple seat and you've built relationships and talked to a lot of owners and operators. So from a, a purely tactical um, perspective, how do people I'll take it from the position of, hey, we don't really have a system in place. We don't really have um, a private dining uh, methodology for, for a growing business. How do people get started with that? And again, pull from uh, the relationships you've built, pull from your own experience in there. But but how do they begin to get started? Because it is such a powerful revenue stream for restaurants. Now, are you frustrated with managing your catering and private events with pen and paper or using outdated programs? Introducing Triple Seat, the catering sales and event management software built for hospitality professionals by hospitality professionals. With Triple Seat, you will increase revenue and efficiency, all while streamlining your operations. Let Triple Seat be your catering and event management assistant. Generate leads, create tailored banquet event orders, facilitate online discussions, obtain electronic signatures. You can even process payments and everything in between. Triple Seat has you covered. Elevate and simplify your event management. Take it to the next level with Triple C so you can focus on what truly matters, providing unforgettable experiences for your clients. For more information, visit TripleSeat.com slash restaurant strategy. Again, that's TripleSeat.com slash restaurant strategy. And yes, that link is also in the show notes. Yeah, it sounds from the face of it, it sounds overwhelming, but it really isn't. First, first of all, you don't need a private room. <laughs> Right. A majority of our restaurants don't have a dedicated private room. They have a dining room. It, sometimes it has curtains. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it has four walls. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, what they really do is they're saying, listen, you can take the, this corner of the bar. 
right? Or you can take um, the deck or you can do whatever. Just look at your dining room and, and it doesn't necessarily have to be private. Um, it, it can be anywhere. The other thing is buyouts are available, right? If you want to do buyouts, do buyouts. So if you have a 20 seat, 30 seat, 40 seat restaurant, and you might say, well, I, I don't have space for a private room. Fine, do a buyout and just put a price to it, right? It's like, if you want to buy out my restaurant, you, you should know how much that night is worth to you. Let's say it's worth $20,000. Don't do an event for less than $20,000, right? Right. So, um, but you can do buyouts too. So the first thing is get out of your mind that you need an actual private space because you don't. Um, the second step of it is, is just to, um, put yourself out there saying that you do do private events. Yeah. Uh, and you can put it on your website and say, Hey, listen, we do, we do events. You don't even have to use the word private. You say, we just, we do events. We do in-house events. If you're looking to do, um, you know, and on your website, you want to put this cause you want to be found and you want to all, you know, I won't get into the SEO nonsense of it all, but you want to put in there like, Hey, we do, we do bridal showers. We do baby showers. We do corporate events. We do anything. Um, and, and add to your website, a little section of, and make the tab called events. Right. So people know to find it. We tell people that all the time they bury it. Yeah, no. So I'll, I'll pause here and say, you don't want to uh, get mired in the SEO muck, but I will a little bit. SEO just right. stands for search engine optimization. It's making sure that people who are looking for the things you provide can find you because you provide those things. So if you can provide uh, an event space, then you need a dedicated page with a, a link on the navigate on the main navigation that says events or private events or however you want to uh, state it. And on that page, it needs to say events, you know, restaurant XYZ is proud to offer private and semi-private uh, events in our dining room. Here are the spaces uh, available. Um, and yeah, if you do uh, graduations or bridal showers and uh, baby showers really well, put that. Say, you know, restaurant XYZ is the perfect location for bridal showers, baby showers, uh, anniversaries, birthday parties, uh, even small rehearsal dinners. Literally just listing the things that you think you would do great or you do great tells uh, Google, tells Bing, tells the different search engines exactly what they need to know to send you the kind of people um, that you need. So be really clear. Don't kitchen sink it. This and this and this and this and this. Just say, hey, man, we got a 30-seat restaurant. You know what we do really well? We do bridal showers, baby showers, small birthday parties and rehearsal dinners, whatever that is, just list that out. You don't have to be all things to all people. Um, the other thing I say on those pages, number one, yes, have an inquiry form so you can people can take action, but have pictures and maybe even videos there so people can get excited about the space. They can envision what the space would look like in an event setting because maybe they've come into the restaurant a dozen times but have never envisioned it um, as an event space. Certainly, I've worked in restaurants there that didn't seem conducive to an event. And then when you see it all dressed up for a cocktail party for 200, you're like, whoa, this is, this is takes on a whole different life of its own. It's really special that yeah. anything you'd uh, add to that, anything you'd disagree with there. Oh yeah. No, nothing. I, I have a, we have a, a, a bunch of restaurants. I have one restaurant and I think it's hysterical, which they're directly across from a church. So th they do wigs and wigs. <laughs> That's yes. all they do. 
Um, but they're right across the street from the church. So sure. of course, I'm like, brilliant. So like they, they're 100%. not going after business. They're going wakes and weddings, wakes and weddings. It's funny. I had a, I had a, um, I had a client that I was working with that I was consulting with um, in the pandemic and then out of the pandemic. They said, we really got, you know, we've got the restaurant was it was sort of like the letter H. There was two rooms and yeah. it was connected by, uh, you know, a little not a hallway, but sort of a little foyer. And I said, man, you've got to be running events every single day because you can easily partition the restaurant and do an event over here and serve all of your a la carte dining over here. They said, but yeah, but who's going to throw? I mean, they were way out in Queens um, and they were like, who are we going to do? I said, you've got a funeral home right across the street and there's two more within half a mile just down the street. I said, I would start there and reach in and make friends and offer a gift card and say, hey, have you ever been in the restaurant? We'd love to take care of you because we'd love to start building a relationship with you. And this particular place was closed lunches. They were closed lunch seven days a week. They were open dinner seven days a week. And I said, you want to be the one to tell them, say, hey, listen, we're closed every day for lunch. We can be your go-to because we can mobilize a staff and the kitchen very quickly, and there's never going to be a chance that we're going to have to kick reservations out. We are always available just by building a relationship with those three funeral homes so that they could turn to the clients who came in and say, hey, if you want a really beautiful place to host celebration of life after after the um, the actual uh, service, we recommend going right down here. We'd love to broker the introduction. Those three relationships, right. which cost them roughly, I don't know, $800 in gift cards to invite them in for dinner – you know, and a, and a couple of handshakes and nice meetings, they yielded tens of thousands of dollars in 2021. It literally cost them $800 and a couple of handshakes. Um, and and yeah. you wouldn't think of it, but it made sense. And just by saying, hey, listen, do, do they know you? Does the, do the funeral directors there know you? Because they run a small business just like you run a small business. And right. they're stuck sometimes, too. And they want to be able to know uh, somewhere very easily to send because – when people are going through that, they, they don't want stress. They just want something easy. Hey, I've got an easy ant. Here's the easy button. This place is beautiful. Food's great. It's right down the street. It's going to be easy for your guests uh, to get to when they're coming to the to the service. It was like a no-brainer. I love it. Wakes and weddings. Wakes and weddings. And the other thing that they can do is inexpensive. It's almost it's practically free. Is is at the restaurant physically you can advertise that you do events. Like yes. you can put a sign up by the host stand. Um, if you do table tents, do it there. Um, don't wait just for the holiday season. Do it year round because December, yes, December and January are big, big event months. But May, June are bigger, right? Because Correct. Because it's Father's Correct. Day, Mother's Day. There's weddings. Um, people book year round. Um, I, I, we were talking about stats. Uh, I was looking at because we can kind of see what's going on out in the in the event world. Um, baby showers were enormous. In 2023, uh, our customers booked 2.3 billion. That's with a B, billion in baby showers. Baby showers. Yep. Right. You need a, the Taj Mahal to do a baby shower. Uh, yep. So. You just stick them over the corner of the bar, give them a table where they can put the presents on it, and you're off to the races. So the um, to get yourself set up to just kind of put a finer point on this is first tell people you're doing it. Second, just kind of mentally know where you're going to do it um, in in the space. 
Third is talk to the chef. Put together a really simple banquet menu. Don't go hog wild. Um, and make sure you can do it in bulk, meaning you can do it all at once and it comes out hot. Yep. Um, no reason to offer a, a 400-page banquet menu. Just just keep it simple. You might want to come up with your own banquet menu that's off menu. Um and that, that can't be final... overstated. That can't be overstated. The the food that you have on your menu can be executed for twos, you know, four tops, six tops, not necessarily for 20, 30, 40. It's okay and actually uh, pretty common to offer a, an entirely different menu. And maybe some of the items from your regular menu appear on that banquet menu, but it's okay to have a more simplified, straightforward menu that can be executed uh, very quickly on the pickup. Yes. Yes. And buffet style rocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's prop more profitable, by the way, um, doing things like that. The and and finally, last selfless plug is you need software, right? You don't want to get stuck in the trap of like all of a sudden I'm going to just put it on a piece of paper. Um, if you have software, if you have something like Triple C, you're gonna. Um, it doesn't have to be one person who owns it. It can be a, a team effort. The chef can see what's going on. If you don't have an event manager, you don't have to necessarily hire an event manager. A lot of times, what I see with restaurants, it's usually sometimes it's. Um, a really strong floor manager or the general manager. Um, or I've seen other situations where if you have a really strong server or really understands your restaurant is organized, mm -hmm. um, they usually get promoted into an event manager position and they love it because they don't necessarily have to work weekends or strange hours. Um, so yep. That's that's another opportunity. It's not going to cost you a ton because all you're going to do is you're going to pay her a salary. Be be fair about it, but also um, pay her a commission, right? So you pay her a commission off the food and beverage. Um, so that'll probably be your biggest expense of all. But you'll make all that back in salary, software. You'll make it all back within a month, right? So. One of the things so I want to go back here and I want to go through your steps because because uh, I think they're really great. And I just want to highlight them for the for the audience here. So, number one, figure out what you can do well. You don't have to do everything. And like uh, like Jonathan was saying, you don't have to have a dedicated space, but just say, hey, I think this little corner of the bar would be a really great semi private space. We're going to sell that. So we're going to sell that and then we're going to sell the restaurant for buyouts. Those are going to be our events. However, some version of that. Right. Whatever you figure out what you're going to sell. Figure out what you can do really well. Put together those menus, all of that. Have that information available on a really good page on your website that can collect inquiries. Basically, you want somewhere to send people so that if you've got table tents with QR codes, if you've got uh, you want to promote it via email, you want to run uh, Google ads, you want to run Facebook or Instagram ads, whatever it is, you need somewhere to send people to to collect the inquiries. That's the most important thing. Figure out what you're going to do. Have all of that there with a really good inquiry form on that page. Have a really good system for getting right on top of those leads. We highlighted that earlier in the uh, earlier in the episode, right? Used to be 24 hours. Now it's a matter of seconds. Um, and I, I wholeheartedly agree. You got to jump right on those. And to your point, one person can own this, but it doesn't have to be an uh, it doesn't have to be um, a unique position. It can be part of somebody's job. Say, hey, this floor manager 
uh, handles the scheduling and the staff training and the floor management. This floor manager, their secondary role happens to be booking the private event space. In fact, I think most restaurants have something like that. And one of the things that I love most about doing this is that role is going to be mostly commission-based if you do it right. Because it is, like you said, you eat what you kill. And if it's a generous commission structure, that can actually make a lot of money, especially if there's sort of a, a, you know, nothing but upside here because they can go out, they can they can jump right on the inquiries, they can go out and strike out and find new business, they can work old leads. There's so much they can do to try to drive new business. We've talked a little bit about it on this show in the past. We're I'm happy to, sure, we'll talk about it again, but all of those things are are just helping you set up for what can be a really really huge revenue stream it's 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 like the biggest right now the biggest opportunity that i'm seeing for a lot of restaurants that's right and we um we tell people all the time like you don't play baseball without without a catcher so if you're out there pitching the ball you gotta have make sure somebody's there to catch it and that's the point about having the lead form go to some or somebody who goes to your website it has to go to somebody so you want to make sure that you know you you did this effort you added the web page you added the, you got seo going everything's going um but if there's nobody there to receive it um the leads it was all for naught having somebody own that uh i think is really is really crucial i can't speak uh, i can't say that enough um just making sure that um that, that somebody uh, again, somebody there's ownership that it's uh, that the task is is assigned to somebody. So we make sure it doesn't slip through the cracks. Yeah. And, and uh, another part of, the, you know, getting yourself set up. And again, I'm pitching myself a little bit here. But when we we get a lot of restaurants who are first timers, right, they're like, hey, I'm, I'm going to go for it because uh, our software is enormously expensive. You'll actually make your your dollars back probably off your first event again shameless pitch but i had i had to do it i completely agree (laughs) the um but what you want to do is is make sure that you're you're setting yourself up for success and that you have all the pieces in place and then you just hit the launch button and you're not going to get overwhelmed by leads right out of the box but they'll start coming in and you'll start seeing and the other part of the upside of doing events is when somebody does an event, you're, you you brought in 20 people that probably have never been to your restaurant before. So you have an opportunity to sell your a la carte dining to 20 new people. I'm using 20 as, a, as an yeah, example. Yeah, 100%. To 20 new people who have never been there before. Like, I don't know, like, if your audience, like, me personally, when I go to an event at a restaurant I've never been to, I'm like, shit, look at this place. I didn't even yeah. know this place existed. This For is sure. great. And I'll take a business card or I'll take a mental note. And, and I'll be like, I was at an event at this restaurant. It was fantastic. And I'll go back on my own. You know, what's really the last point I want to make, and then I got five questions I always ask every one of my guests here. Um, so I want to wrap this up. One of the things here, and we don't, we don't talk about this very much, but uh, I think it's worth mentioning in this conversation, is that when you've got a piece of software that houses all this information, when somebody has to be let go, when somebody moves on to another opportunity, 
um, they don't walk out the door with all that institutional knowledge that that is housed right. within the restaurant. And I cannot state that strongly enough. You don't want somebody walking out the door with all the information on their phone, with all their information in a binder that just happens to go into their bag, that happens to with all these leads. You want these leads housed in a piece of software because it's they're your leads. These are these are your sales. Um, that can't be stated enough that you can very easily plug someone else in, teach them uh, how to use the software, and they can just pick up where the previous person left off. And we don't like talking about that. We don't like thinking about that. Um, but I think over the last three years, we've seen the kind of turnover we've had from restaurants. Um, and in the past, when we go back and talk 10, 15, 20 years ago, private dining managers, sales directors were some of the highest paid people in restaurants because they had the Rolodex, right? It goes back to the 80s, right? Maitre d's were the uh, the most sought after, the most highly paid people in the restaurant because they had the Rolodex. They knew who everybody was. They knew where everyone liked to sit. They knew their preferences, their, their, uh, their likes, their dislikes, all of that. And so they got very well compensated because they were the CRM software and the reservation book all in one. And the same thing with a private dining manager. Um, now we can house a lot of that institutional knowledge and retain it, I think, better than we ever could. And, um, and it's not pretty to talk about that, uh, but I can't tell you uh, what uh, a benefit that is when you look in the long term and you you go through two, three, four restaurant man uh, private dining managers over the course of a couple of years. Fair or unfair? Uh, totally fair. Um we we have a, a worse name for it. It's, we call it like, what happens to get hit by a bus. You're screwed. Sure. And and with with technology in general, not just triple C, um, that institutional knowledge does live inside the software. But, the, but what we're talking about is data, and and that data is super valuable, um, not only to you as a business, but to you as as a whole, that data is uh, valuable in dollars and cents, but also in understanding your business in general. Because now you can understand you know, like what people are buying, when they're buying it. Um, what let's to gear it towards events. You know uh, what that room is worth, like how much you can get away with, uh, not away with, but how much you can charge for on. I understand. On, on on F&B minimums, um, all that data provides information back to you as the owner, um, how to make that business run even better. I so it. it's like you can get even more profitability. Like if you're selling up uh, your your event room on a Saturday night for $10,000, but it's really worth $25,000 because now you can see that what people purchase and your F&B minimums are and rental and what have you, you can, you know, like, well, shit, I've been selling it. I've been leaving so much money on the table. Um, I can make so much more money by night, by room, by meal period. Uh, and also goes into what your food and what all this. So it's, it's, a, it's a reporting data machine that's going to help you drive more business um, and make more money at the end of the day. And that's totally. what that's the value of the data. Totally agree. Listen, again, Triple Seat is a sponsor of this show because I asked them to be, um, because I recommend the software all the time. Uh, dozens and dozens of uh, my clients are already on the software. 
Um, I just think it's that good. I don't think there's anything else that even comes close. So uh, I'm glad to have them uh, as a part of the sponsorship team uh, here on the podcast. Jonathan, I appreciate you taking time out of your day. I got five questions that I ask everybody who comes on the show. Uh, you cool to do these five lightning fast questions? Yeah, let's see how it goes. <laughs> great. They're super easy. What's the last great meal you've had? Uh, so I was just at F the F1 race in Las Vegas. Okay. Uh, so uh, that was great. And I had dinner at STK. It was great. Awesome. Talk to me about, I love hospitality. Talk to me about either the last great hospitality touch you've had or a great hospitality touch you've had sometime in your past that you can, uh, that still resonates with you. The last great hospitality touch I had was actually, again, back to uh, before the F1 race, I was in California um, and I was staying at a pretty swanky hotel. And I love when you pull up to the, to the hotel in a car, you don't have to check in that they know who you are. They just ask you your name or they look at your luggage tag and they secretly whisk you to your room and you never go to the front desk. I think that's great. I love that. Uh, yeah, uh, the, the future is here. Okay, uh, my genie question. If genie came down and granted you one wish as it relates to the restaurant industry, uh, what do you think you'd wish for? Uh, more openness towards how technology can help their business. Like. Uh, I love it. There's nothing more that needs to be said there. Uh, what would you tell someone who's about to open their very first restaurant? Hang in there. <laughs> love it. All right. Last question. Tell me about the future of restaurants. I want you to look five years down the line and tell me something that's coming that other people may not see coming. Uh, I get this question all the time. Um, I'll tell you what's not changing. And it is the basics of hospitality, which is treating the guests and anticipating their needs and, and just being open and, and welcoming to whoever comes into your restaurant. That, that, that is never going to change. I, I, I know people talk about robots and, and, you know, food coming from drones and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, when you go to a restaurant, you're it's, it's for the experience and for the food. Um, and I think robots and drones just <laughs> take away from that. I, I love that. Um, I would amend that. And I think that the robots and the drones and some of the automations and all those pieces are coming. Uh, but I think if we use them right, uh, we will replace certain tasks that the people are now doing that I think can very easily be done by the um, computers and the robots so that we actually free our people up to provide better hospitality than we currently have now. And I think when That's people true. say, oh, I, I don't want that kind of experience, I think they're not being um, real enough about the way that most restaurant experiences go, which is fairly transactional, fairly brisk, fairly uh, surly. And I think we free our people up. We get rid of the mundane stuff that's really boring. We just let them be humans for seven, eight, nine hours. I think we're actually going to get more hospitality, happier people, uh, better paid people, all, all of that. Um, and if we can cut our workforce in half, I think what happens I think what happens is we lose a lot of people who really don't want to be there in the first place. 
And what we do is we keep the people who really care. We keep our very best people. And I think ultimately that makes for a better restaurant experience for both the rest of the staff and the customers. So I agree. I think there's a way to actually inject way more hospitality into the experience than we've, than we've ever yeah. had. I'll give you a fast story on this. I was at a restaurant. It was actually, a, it was like, whatever. So it was a restaurant that serves cheese, but the cheese, all different kinds of cheese, but the cheese was on a, on a conveyor belt. It kind of went around a circle, right? But when you got the cheese, you would just grab the cheese that you wanted and off the conveyor belt. But the thing is like, I'm not a cheese expert. So it was funny, it was on a conveyor belt, right? But then they had a staff people running behind the cheese, <laughs> explaining the cheese. And I was just like, this is mind boggling. And, <laughs> but so I, I could see how they were trying to blend, yep, like formation with people. Um, it was just- We're gonna, no. we're gonna get it right eventually. <laughs> it's, it's not there, it's not there yet. Maybe he wasn't the right one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, there, there are so many great examples uh, and great case studies that are already starting to happen. So I'm really excited about that. But I agree. Ultimately, I think you're absolutely right. I think the we can't take the hospitality out. I think, uh, but I think if we do it right, uh, we can actually get more hospitality than we think we have right now. Uh, Jonathan, right. I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate uh, the support of Triple Seat uh, for this show. I really appreciate the um, the software you've built because I genuinely believe it helps restaurants. I have used it uh, on numerous occasions, and it has helped me uh, make more money for me. Uh, it has helped me make more money for the restaurants that I worked at. Um, and ultimately, now I'm watching it uh, help the members of my mastermind group, uh, the other clients that I've worked with, um, uh, do what they do uh, better, more efficiently, more effectively, and just drive more top-line revenues. So kudos to you and everything you've built. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. So again, I want to thank Jonathan for taking time out of his day to sit and chat with us. I hope you got a lot out of this conversation. Uh, all of the key links are in the show notes. So go by all means, explore the software. I appreciate uh, Jonathan's time. I appreciate your time for being here. Thank you very much. And I will see you next time.